At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, Aaron Donald makes Rams history. Plus, could the Rams see their first ever 5,000-yard passer this season? And later, the Rams head to the opposite coast. We preview Rams at Giants. Next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham. But you can and should come and share Joe Banks. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of cool stuff to get into. Aaron Donald, he has solidified himself in Rams history. I mean, he kind of already did like a long time ago, but now it's officially official. Into the record books for AD. We'll take a quick look back at the Rams and Seahawks game that was played on Thursday Night Football last week. We won't spend too much time on that because it was quite a while ago. It feels like, like months ago at this point. Feels like we've spent forever since we've seen a Rams game. And then, of course, we got Rams and Giants. This is going to be some good stuff on Sunday on Fox. We'll get that preview in the second half of the show, though. Uh, but before we get into all of that business, uh, we need to do a quick giveaway because we did have one announced last week. And I wanted to just, I wanted to show just a little bit of appreciation here because I, I basically asked you guys for what is your favorite Sheriff Joe Bags quote or, you know, something that I say regularly that, uh, that, that is your favorite. And some of the answers I got, I did not, I did not expect. And, I loved it. I thought that was really cool uh, to hear some of the things that uh, that I say that stick out to you guys was super cool. So I just want to I just want to read a couple of these because it's um I just really enjoyed it. I really did. So uh, one here's uh the the players come and go. The Rams are forever. Love that quote. A uh, big part of that is because this the uh, an NFL roster is an ever evolving mechanism or organism, and uh, you're gonna get players in, players out, and we're all just Rams fans, right? So. I mean, not that long ago, this was a completely different team and we were all still supporting the Rams. So that goes to show that we can all do it. We can all participate in that because if you even look back to, I mean, who's the longest tenured Ram right now? It's uh, Havenstein or Donald, one of the, like, it's got to be, or Hecker. I mean, those are the only St. Louis guys remaining. So I bet if you go back to like 2011, it's a completely different team. So that's pretty cool stuff. I like that, that quote there. Uh, the one was that anytime I mentioned John Wolford, I do the Awu, <laughs> which is really funny to me because I didn't know if anybody even paid that close attention to that. So thank you uh, for noticing that because, yeah, every time I say the wolf, Awu, there it is. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, Bobby Trees got that one. Uh, I, I stole, I didn't, I'm not going to take credit for that one. That's not my original quote. Uh, the one from, uh, from the end of the show at the end of every single episode to say the same exact thing. So for those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, that was one of the comments here. Uh, let's see. Eyeballs and ear holes. <laughs> I said, uh, that's funny, man. Uh, let's make a deal. Sneed Mark Barron for president. Yeah, I got some good answers. That was some, some fun stuff, guys. So thank you guys very much for that. But that being said, we do have a giveaway to give away. So 
we won't take too much over your life right now because we do have a lot of stuff to get into, guys. So we'll be getting this going. Let's go ahead and pick out a winner for this giveaway. You do have until Sunday, we'll say, a kickoff to get your address to me. Otherwise, you forfeit your prize. So uh, whoever this winner is, make sure you guys you send that to any of the social media accounts. That could be the Sheriff Joe Bags accounts. That could be the Ram Showcase accounts, my personal accounts, whatever it happens to be. Just get that information to me. As long as I confirm, you are A-OK, -okay, good to go. Let's, uh, oh, I almost looked. I almost looked. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. All right, we're just shuffling them up here. This one feels like a winner. And this one is going to go to Adrian Meza, one of my uh, loyal, loyal followers and good friend, actually. I feel comfortable saying that Adrian's actually a good buddy of mine. So congratulations, Adrian. And uh, make sure you send over your address. I don't have your address. Uh, so make sure you send that over to me and we will get that sent out to you, Adrian. That's good stuff, man. Adrian, actually, if you guys, if you guys are, um, are, are with the show long enough to catch the very end of it, the, the outro music is actually a band that I participate in uh, called Catharsis, and I play guitar, and Adrian actually is the drummer. So he laid down those drum tracks. I was, well, not shredding, because there's no, like, solo in it or anything like that, but I was the one on guitar for that one. So I think that was recorded on this one, actually. Good stuff. Good stuff, Adrian. Make sure you get that to me. Uh, we'll go ahead and do, um, I didn't even think about it. I, I should have thought about another giveaway for this week. But uh, by answering this question that I am thinking of right now, uh, you are giving me permission to use your name and or photos on the next episode of Ram Showcase, and uh, you will have a deadline to get that address to me, otherwise you do forfeit your prize. We'll say, uh, what, what game are you, from this point on, what game are you looking forward to the most? We do have some good ones, but we do have a nice little favorable stretch for the Rams right now. Uh, going Giants, Lions, Texans. I mean, obviously, you can't overlook any teams. Uh, any teams can win. We felt that very personally against the Jets last year. but So any team can win, but uh, we had a little bit of a favorable schedule coming up here. But some very, very good games as well. Get the, Car uh, the Arizona Cardinals again. They will also get the the Packers. I'm excited for the Ravens game. That's one that I'm really looking close to. Uh, and then we'll we'll have a couple against the Niners who are on a bye week. But yeah, it's going to be some good stuff. But we got some good games. So which one are you looking forward to the most? Answer that question in the comment section below on the full version of the YouTube channel uh, episode. And you are entered in to win that prize pack from Shaw's Customs. So make sure you guys give me that answer in the comment section below. Let's go ahead and hop into it, okay? Okay, so I wanted to start with this because I was I, I was browsing the, the internet like I do, and I saw an article pop up, and the title alone, it, it built up some fury within me. The title of this article alone, it, it frustrated me. And then I read the article, and it did not help. And it was exactly what I thought it was going to be about. You know how you read an article, you see a, a, a headline of an article, and then you read it and you're like, oh, they probably could have worded that headline different because I thought that was going to be about something different. No! Basically, what the headline was, I didn't write it down here, and I'm not going to call out any writers or publications at all. That's not what we're about here. Just know that this is out there. It's in the universe, right? And basically, the article was titled, at least I'm paraphrasing it, it's, I'm at least close, is that uh, the Rams need more from quarterback Matthew Stafford. And immediately, my brain went to, what? So I opened it, and sure enough, 
they laid out some points of why they believe we need more from quarterback Matthew Stafford. So I have some numbers here for you guys and some conversations to have about this because I I realize that Matthew Stafford is brand new to the LA Rams. He's only played five games as a Ram, no preseason games. He is four and one in those games and has had some struggles here and there has, I mean, missing Robert Woods wide open on Thursday night football. Not good, not good stuff, but I think we're already forgetting what we've been, what we've come from as Rams fans at that position. Okay. So Matthew Stafford, the Rams need to improve it. Matthew Stafford needs to improve. Matthew Stafford needs to improve. He's doing fine. Could you imagine if Matthew Stafford was on this team last year with a number one defense, not whatever we're seeing this year? Could you imagine what that record would look like putting Matthew Stafford in last year's Rams team? Stafford right now is third in the NFL in passing yards through five games. He is tied for fifth in the NFL in passing touchdowns. He is the least sacked quarterback in the NFL. That, of course, uh, gives some credit to the offensive line, but, I mean, he's still third in the NFL in passing yards and tied for fifth in passing touchdowns. He's 10th in completion percentage, 68. He is second in the NFL in yards per attempt. He is sixth in the NFL in his touchdown percentage, and he's got the third highest passer rating in the NFL. But Stafford's the one that needs to be better. Are we not going to point the finger to the blatant problem here, which is on the defensive side of the football, the opposite side of the ball that Matthew Stafford even plays? 12th in points given up, and this is coming from first a year ago, where we were also first in yards given up, which is now 26th, 19th against the run, 23rd against the pass, but 26th in overall defense. But Matthew Stafford needs to play better. Third in the NFL, but he needs to be better. Uh... Complete lack of aggression on the defensive side of the football. This bend but don't break style. I don't like saying that because I don't think that's what it is. I think this defense is just a little soft right now. Tackling concerns. Not a problem last year. Put Matthew Stafford in last year's uh, Rams team. A little bit different. We want more from Matthew Stafford, though. The safety's missing tackles. Taylor Rapp missing a tackle. Um, Even Aaron Donald missing a couple tackles. Yeah, that's Stafford. Stafford needs to play better. Third in the NFL in passing yards, guys. Third highest passer rating, second yards per attempt. What more do you want him to do? What more do you want him to do? All right. We didn't we didn't know that we'd upgrade at the quarterback position and then the defense would just fall off of a cliff. All right. But can we just place the blame where it belongs? And that is not on Matthew Stafford. Nothing we've seen in any of these five games would fall on Matthew Stafford. That makes no sense. No sense at all. We did improve at the position, and I think that that's being forgotten already. We're only five games into the Stafford era, and we've already forgotten that we came from Jared Goff, who was carried by Sean McVay. I just, I truly don't understand what what people are seeing in Matthew Stafford. That they're like, he, it, we're not going to do it unless he gets better. I don't understand it one bit. One bit at all. Please weigh in on this. Please weigh in in the comment section below. I need to know where you guys are at with this. I need to know if you guys are also on the anti-Stafford train. Even though we're five games into a 4-1 season. And Matthew Stafford's playing fine. Yeah, he's had uh, some mistakes. But he's also five games in to his Rams career. 
No leniency at all? No leniency at all. And where did this Jared Goff support come from? Where was this Jared Goff support when, you know, Jared Goff was our quarterback? But now everybody's all for Jared Goff out in Detroit. And Matthew Stafford's apparently, we're carrying Matthew Stafford. I don't get it, guys. I really don't get it. I just need to get that off my chest a little bit. Please let me know if you guys agree or disagree. (sighs) Matthew Stafford needs to be better. Okay, I guess. I mean, he can't get that much better. I mean, he's doing fine. (laughs) Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a quick look back at this Rams and Seahawks game. This game happened on Thursday Night Football. This was a game that that Matthew Stafford did have uh, a few struggles in, uh, especially early in the first half. Rams were down 7-3 at halftime. Could have been a lot worse going into halftime, honestly, but uh, that, you know, just the way that the, the game was unfolding, it seemed like the Rams were just kind of having a little bit of trouble getting going, but it was one of those, uh, and I talk about feeling a lot, and I, I don't know if I'm alone here in the way that the game feels for the Rams, but this game is still, like, even going into halftime is 7-3, it was like, okay, but yeah, it's like, we'll probably just, I mean, we can put it together, though. Like, it, it felt like we were still going to be able to, to put it together. Not like going against the Arizona Cardinals, where... The game started and it was like, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like we're here today. It doesn't feel like we're going to be able to win this one. But the game against the Seahawks, it, it did. It, it felt like we could. And Matthew Stafford definitely calmed down at halftime. I don't know what happened at halftime, but he looked a lot better in the second half, which is good to hear or good to see out there. And then uh, obviously we know that uh, that the the receiving weapons here were a, were a big part of it. And that's definitely what we're going to talk about. But first... Let's go ahead and give away our game badge. Boom! Giving away the game badge. This time, it goes to wide receiver Robert Woods. He finally has his day. And he almost doubled all of his production from his first four games. He had 12 receptions in this game, 15 on the season coming in, and 15 in the first four games, and then 12-1. and So, doing awesome there. He had 150 receiving yards. He had 172 entering the football game. So, Almost doubling in both of those. Ro- Honestly, Robert Woods looked like Robert Woods. I mean, this is this is how Robert Woods plays. This is this like how he performed on Thursday is just how we've seen him perform for the last few years. He looks smooth. He looks confident. And you know what? It, it did get a little bit shifted because some of the focus, some more of the focus went over to Cooper Cup. And uh, just like the the Cardinals did, I said that that was a possibility in this one. And that's exactly what happened. And then Robert Woods just seemed to be the guy. There also, though, there still was plays that he could have gotten the football on and did not. So, like, there was situations, I don't know if you guys caught it, the QB School, who, which is a channel I absolutely love. He actually did a breakdown on, on Matthew Stafford for that Thursday night football game. Great episode of the QB School. Most of them are really good. I, I love what he does over there. Uh, but... Uh, you can look at that breakdown there, and you can see there was a couple of plays there. Like there was one, like a like an in, to, or it was a, like a curl route to uh, to the to the right side there, and it was open, but uh, he kind of got rid of it just a little early to the left side over to Cup, and it still worked out. But you know, it's just I, I like the way the breakdowns out. He'll explain it a lot better than I will, and he'll also have footage for you guys and and break down the play itself. So that's really good stuff. But Robert Woods, it's it's really good good to have. Robert Woods feeling like he's back. And I did mention last week that it just felt like a conversation had happened behind the scenes because that's that, that's kind of what we've seen. That's the trend. When a conversation happens that we don't know about, usually Sean McVay will say something in a press conference of like, hey, I, yeah, you know, I really want to get this guy more involved. That doesn't just pop out of nowhere. 
that's usually a conversation. And we actually learned from Robert Woods post-game press conference after Thursday Night Football that that is exactly what happened. They did have a conversation about getting him more involved, about getting uh, Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, more involved into the football game. So that is exactly what happened. And uh, that's just, I mean, I'm not trying to take like any like Joe Stradamus credit here or anything like that, but it is just something, a trend that we've been able to pick up on this Rams team and Sean McVay and something that we've seen happen uh, as the as the years have gone on. When he mentions something like that, that's typically because a conversation had happened off camera, behind, uh, not in front of any microphones or anything like that. Let's move on to wide receiver Cooper Cup, who's another weapon for Matthew Stafford, who's playing fine. Uh, he did not have a bad day. Definitely not. He did have seven receptions for 92 yards. That was on 10 targets. He's still able to get it done, even though it felt like a down day. But it's also been since week two, since Cooper Cup's had a 100-plus uh, yard day. So we're looking for that to to uh, come back around. I think that, that Cup is... I, obviously, he's not only a dynamic weapon that can move the football and move the chains and score touchdowns and stuff, but he's also a guy that can open things up for other guys. If he's coming on a short route and he's like coming in underneath and getting like a high low going, somebody else going deeper or something like that, then uh, attention goes to number 10. People like to cover number 10 because if you don't, damage can be done to your defense. All right. So uh, Cooper Cup playing on that one. Uh, the way that he's able to, to play in this offense specifically, not even when he doesn't have the football in his hands, very dynamic. And also, there was um, the QB confidential with Kurt Warner. They He did a breakdown as well on that same game, the Thursday night football game. So there's a, there's some good stuff out there content-wise uh, to go look at is and, and kind of get a gauge of not only how Matthew Stafford's playing, but how this Rams offense is playing right now, which is honestly, it's fine. Uh, and I think it's it's already better right now than it was in week one, I, I think. I mean, it... it it's mostly the same as far as production and stuff goes, but I think that the timing on stuff is just getting a little bit more ironed out now. Uh, obviously, we know that there is still some things to iron out uh, with that, like the Woods catch. And there was one where Cup, um, he was he he was on a little bit of an out route, but if he would have just you know kind of shallowed that route out and gone a little bit more more north instead of shooting super uh, uh, super east there, then uh, I think that the Stafford wanted him to go more north, so. Uh, they that kind of stuff there, and then that Robert Woods one coming across the middle from the left side. So uh, it's little stuff like that that uh, as the season goes on, that stuff is going to get cleaned up. And we also won the game. So, I mean, it's I, I don't want to say like no harm, no foul, but it is kind of that situation where, I mean, it, do that stuff now in early season when you're still winning these games, not when you're in the playoffs against the Packers in, in Lambeau and, you know, needing to get a big play and the communication's not there. Let's get the let's get it out of the way now. Daryl Henderson at running back. He looks really strong. I talked about um, I talked about Daryl Henderson a lot after the Cam Akers injury that I think we were going to be fine as far as the run game goes because of Daryl Henderson. I know he's dealing with his rib injury, and that's never fun to see. I, you, uh, you, we obviously hate hate to see injuries in any capacity on any team. I, I'm I'm one of those. I don't want to see Russell Wilson go down. A because he wasn't playing that well, and also because I want to play a team at their best. I don't want to play a team and then have the the fans be able to come out and be like, well, Geno Smith came in and he was like, I don't care about that. First of all, they're all NFL players. They should all be able to, to do NFL things and play football at a very high level, which I mean, Geno did, so it's fine. Uh, but Daryl Henderson, 17 carries, 82 yards and one tutty. And you know what? I mean, it's kind of interesting to watch Daryl Henderson because nothing he does is that exciting. Nothing he does is that flashy, but he does everything really well. And he he's, He's got strong averages, and he keeps those chains moving. It's good to see, and it seems like in the first half, 
it's more of like a feel out situation. I would like to see that kind of go away and have just production in the first half instead of just testing out the defense and what they're going to want to do. But it, he does perform a lot better in the second half, it seems. So I don't know what goes into that. I don't know if that's a game plan thing, if there's adjustments at halftime that go into it, that that's the reason that he's he's uh, able to perform a little bit better in the second half. But I would like to see him uh, do a little bit more on the back end there. And defensive lineman Aaron Donald. All right, no cool, crazy nicknames for Aaron Donald. You don't need a crazy nickname for Aaron Donald. His name is Aaron. All right, that's all you need to know. Because when we're talking about Aaron Donald, you know exactly who we're talking about. There might be more Aaron Donalds out there in the universe, but this one, this one, making history as an L.A. Ram. He officially passes Leonard Little to become the Rams' all-time leader leader in sacks. Okay, respectfully, Deacon Jones has a lot more. Respectfully. But those are unofficial stats, all right? We give, uh, you, you can't really count all the sacks for a guy who actually coined the term because originally they were just tackles. They were just tackles if we got to the quarterback. And Deacon Jones, the way he described it was it's like taking the entire offense and putting him in a sack and beating him with a baseball bat back when football was violent. <laughs> and I know we all miss that. But Aaron Donald now officially on the official list the leader in sacks in Rams history, which is a very long history with some incredible pass rushers. So Aaron Donald, the fact that we're able to watch this career unfold, I mean, that's it's going to be something uh, I, I hope to one day, maybe if I have kids someday, I'll be able to tell them like, hey, man, I remember watching Aaron Donald play. That was awesome, you know, and that's exactly what I'm going to say to him. It was awesome. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, dad, get out of here. But yeah, Aaron Donald getting it done. He is officially now... 57th on the all-time sack list on the official list there are other numbers out there that kind of predate when it was officially a sack and those numbers do shift there a little bit but he is only one of 20 in the top 100 to do it all on just one team so 20 percent of the top 100 have only done uh, only 20 percent of the top 100 have done it for one football team and that does include leonard little number 91 who was honestly so much fun to watch he was he was great at what he did. I loved Leonard Little. I loved watching him play. That dude was awesome. He was like the the first one in my brain, at least, because like at first I was just watching Rams games. I wasn't watching the rest of the NFL. He was like the first one in my brain that was like a little bit more of like the slender pass rusher, not the not just like the big boys out there. Like he was a little bit like a little taller, a little bit more thin, and I, I loved like watching him be just way more athletic than a right tackle was a lot of fun to watch. A lot of the time, it was a lot of fun to watch. All right, let's move on here. Let's. Uh, this segment is something that I, I like to do every once in a while, every every like couple times a year. Usually, it was it's been four times a year or three times a year, I guess. But uh, because we don't have like real strong quarters of seasons to to <laughs> to watch now, uh, we got to kind of pick them. So this one's going to be after week five. But basically, what we're doing here, this is just the on pace segment here. And what we're doing is we're going to tell you where these guys are at today as far as their stats go and where they're projected for if they were to follow the, those exact averages from here throughout the rest of the season on what they've been able to do. So let's go ahead and hop into it. Reggie, hit the music. That's what I like to hear. All right. So we'll start with quarterback Matthew Stafford. 68% completion percentage, like I had mentioned, 1,000. 587 yards, 12 tutties, three picks, and has been sacked four times. 
So playing really, really strong football right now. He is on pace for 5,395 yards. That would blow away any Rams past records. But again, this is one more game than the the uh, than we've seen in the past. So obviously we get the 17th uh, regular season game. So 41 tutties, 10 picks, and uh, about 13 and a half-ish sacks is what we're on pace for. Uh, I, I guess it's it's 13.6. So if we did want to round up, it would go to 14. Uh, but 41 touchdowns to uh, 10 picks is what we're currently on pace for. But hey, Matthew Stafford needs to perform better, remember? I don't agree, but it's okay. Matthew Stafford doing an awesome job out here. Daryl Henderson at running back has 294 yards, three touchdowns. He is on pace for, I mean, 996.6. So I put it at 1,000 yards exactly and 10 touchdowns. Daryl Henderson has yet to record a 1,000-yard rushing season. Wide receiver Cooper Cup, who is on pace to just blow things away and have one of the better receiving seasons of all time. And uh, he's on pace right now for 1,778 receiving yards on 126 receptions. He's averaging a touchdown a game that would put him at 17 for the season. But we know that that can fluctuate. Might be more, might be a little less. We got a lot of weapons, all right? Speaking of a lot of weapons, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, he is on pace for 1,095 yards, 7 touchdowns, and 92 catches. So, obviously, Robert Woods getting it done as well. I mean, there's there's nothing to, uh, to, to not, like, Robert Woods is also, he's clearly a weapon, and I do expect that his averages, like, we're going to see that graph kind of increase as, as time goes on. And at tight end, Tyler Higby is on pace for 564 yards, 7 touchdowns. So, you know what? I, I, I feel like I'm expecting more from Tyler Higby than we're getting, and... I, this is not to say that he's a bad player by any means. I think he does an awesome job in the Rams offense, but it just feels like I like in my brain, Tyler Higby's more of like a 900 yard season guy, and he's not that guy. At least historically, he has not been that guy. So I'd like to see him bump up those averages a little bit. Him and uh, Matthew Stafford do have a pretty solid connection. So looks like uh, hopefully those averages can keep on increasing. Wide receiver Van Jefferson's second year, he is on pace to get 47 receptions for 823 yards and seven touchdowns as well. Clearly a better season for Van Jefferson than we saw last year where he was sparingly used. So Jefferson getting the very first touchdown of the Rams season on that bomb, which was a play action, which is not what we've seen a lot from this offense, by the way. We need to see a little bit more play action, in my opinion. And uh, finally, we'll go with Deshaun Jackson, who is currently on pace for 731 yards on 24 receptions. His averages are off the charts, man, because he's that deep threat. And he's on pace for three touchdowns. He currently just has one. So Van or, uh, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. The, I mean, Matthew Stafford's got some weapons and it is showing in his play. I think he's performing great. And uh, these weapons, especially guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, we know he can get it done. We know Van Jefferson's trustworthy now. Deshaun Jackson can explode at any time. And we know Tyler Higby, man, once he gets the football in his hands, he's difficult to tackle. We'll go ahead and take a just a quick, 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 quick break. And then on the other side, we got the rest of the Wests. And then we still have our game preview Rams at Giants. Don't move! All right, let's get into the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. So... We'll start with the Rams defeating the Seattle Seahawks. We already talked about this game, but that game was 26-17. We'll call it a 26-17 loss for the Seahawks since this is the rest of the West. Russell Wilson does have a surgery on his finger, and he's looking to be out anywhere from like four to six weeks. Four is like a very optimistic timeline uh, for Russell Wilson to come back. Eight could be, uh, I guess, on the long end there. 
So, I mean, if you want to shoot for six right now, I mean, that looks pretty good. But the Rams don't play the Seahawks again until week 15. So I'm sure we will see Russ back by then. And then uh, the Seattle Seahawks do play at the Pittsburgh Steelers. That game will kick off at 5.20 p.m. Pacific time. That game's on NBC Sunday Night Football. So, you know, after uh, after these Rams beat up on the Giants, then we can uh, check out, uh, after we wait all day for Sunday night, we can watch the Seahawks and Steelers play. So, hey, Steelers doing an awesome job. They they beat the Broncos last week, who started 3-0. and Of course, those were 0-9 opponents, but that's uh, not, none of my business. <laughs> And uh, in the other game that we had, we had the Cardinals defeating the San Francisco 49ers 17-10. Cardinals, definitely their worst output of the season, but they were going against a first-time starter in Trey Lance. He has not started a game before this one, so, I mean, Trey Lance, I think he did fine. Uh, it's it's hard to really judge him too much on his very first start at the Arizona Cardinals, which is a, a very good defensive team and also a divisional opponent, which is going to be tough no matter what. Division games are hard. They're hard games to win. San Francisco does have a bye week going into uh, week six, and the Arizona Cardinals are at the Cleveland Browns. This game does kick off at 1.05 p.m. Pacific time on Fox. So that is after our Rams game here. So if you guys are really super stoked about NFC West play, then you can, uh, you know, watch the Rams in the early slot there, the Cardinals in the late slot, and then the Seahawks in the the night slot. So we could just watch NFC West football all day long. And speaking of NFC West football, if you guys did not catch the NFC West roundtable, it was on the AZ Sports Fan channel this week, and it was awesome. That was a good one, actually. I had a lot of fun on this one. We did get to uh, hear Steezy A. We got to hear him talk about how the Rams are better than the Seahawks, which was fun. And then we also had a little bit of a friendly banter go back and forth because Steezy didn't want to give credit to the Rams. And uh, I, I disagreed with that with that sentiment there. So uh, we had a little bit of a conversation there. Let's go ahead and, and uh, just throw up the standings real fast for you guys for the NFC West. The Cardinals are in first place, 5-0. Rams at 4-1 and one in second. And those two dweebs in the bottom sitting at 2-3 and three for the Seahawks and the 49ers. But the Seahawks holding that tiebreaker with the head-to-head win. So honestly, that's a hill to climb for both of the, these teams. Seahawks and 49ers, they got a hill to climb. Because the Rams have three favorable favorable games coming up. The, it's not like the Cardinals have that tough of a schedule. Of course, they got Cleveland this week, who played in a heck of a game last week against the Chargers. That was awesome to watch. But uh, the 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 Cardinals, I mean, they're five and zero. Rams are four and one. So decently ahead of of the Niners and Seahawks already. So. I uh, do want to let you guys know that even if the Cardinals were to lose and the Rams were to win, the Rams cannot get into first place in the NFC West this week. We'll at least have to wait another week before we steal it back from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, because if those two things were to happen, we'd both be 5-1. and one, But the Arizona Cardinals do hold currently the head-to-head tie. We will play them again uh, later on this season. So we'll, we'll, of course, get some good stuff for that one. And uh, the NFC West roundtable is always going to be a thing that is... Uh, the, it's every Tuesday on either right now it's on either the AZ Sportsman channel or Ram Showcase, so it'll be easier for you guys to watch. Uh, but Steezy's gonna host soon. Uh, we're getting the timing right with him because he does other shows on Tuesday, and then uh, CG if he can host as well. Uh, but he also he like does it on his lunch break at work, so we gotta try to figure out the timing there. Uh, but other than that, I mean we're still rocking and rolling, no issues with uh, me and me and AZ Sportsman going back and forth to do the NFC West Roundtable, and it's so much fun, guys. We have a blast in there. The comment section goes nuts. It is absolutely awesome. So, all right, it is time for our break. And on the other side, we've got the preview for Rams at Giants. Don't go anywhere. 
Link for Shaw's Customs will be in the description below where you can get all kinds of good stuff, guys. At least check it out. At least go and look at what he's got. Yeah, there's no obligation. It's not like once you click the link, you have to to pay money and stuff. So just go ahead and click the link and and uh, check out what he's got, man. Got some good stuff. And if you comment that you want some Ram Showcase logos, he'll get you Ram Showcase logos. Okay, there's some good stuff there. But let's go ahead and talk about Thrive Fantasy real fast. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive, Fan Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. So a little bit different than the fantasy that you're used to. But you can eliminate all the research and the sleepers. I hate the sleepers. I hate going for the sleepers or when you have some third string running back who goes off on you when you're playing fantasy football. But you don't need to worry about that. Just focus on the top tier talent of the NFL. Who will make the biggest impact week in and week out? You choose 10 of the top 20 available player props. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to happen. So you get your prop picks right. You get those points and you can win some cash. All right. So. Thrive Fantasy has paid out over four, $4 million already. And good news, guys, you can use promo code RAMSHOWCASE. You get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. So that's pretty sweet stuff there, guys. At least go check it out. Same thing as, uh, as Shaw's Customs. At least go check it out. You want to try it at least, right? That's exactly what you guys need to do. Do that $100, you get an extra 100 That's the way to go, honestly. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a buttload of coin right there. Yeah, so you can either go to uh, ThriveFantasy.com or you can download the app on the App Store or the Play Store. Sign up and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy if you're more of the gambler. I like both, but, uh, you know, I, I do like putting money on the Rams games. Every single week I do it. There's some good stuff. Rams 10.5 this this week. That's going to be some good stuff, man. 10.5 is a lot, but, I mean, it's the giant... I don't know what you guys want to do with that information. <laughs> because I don't know how confident you are. Once it hits double digits, I get a little weird about it. But the NFL season, obviously, we're going into week six right now. If you're looking for a sports book to put your money where your mouth is, look no further than BetUS. You probably already know that BetUS has been around for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is you! It can be you. Follow the link in the description below or head over to BetUS.com. Use promo code RAMSSHOWCASE for a 125% bonus on your first deposit. It's awesome. Uh, you can do it real fast. It, it's real quick and easy to sign up. If you guys are doing crypto, you can use promo code RAMSSHOWCASE200 and get a 200% bonus for crypto uh, deposits there. But you can do anything. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, hockey starting up again. I love hockey. Go Avs. Let's do this. I can't wait to hop on that with um, with BetUS, man. That'll be some fun stuff. But uh, yeah, go go bet on the on the Avs to beat up on the Kings, or you can be uh, bet on the Rams to beat the Giants this weekend. Uh, you can do it all there, right on the on the app. And there's also the casino games. You can follow the lead of myself at Sheriff Joe Bags here, and uh, grab your phone. Go to BetUS.com. That's B-E-T-U-S.com. Sign up today with a sportsbook known for its longevity and integrity, like I did. You bet, you win, you get paid with Bet. U.S. Let's get into this game preview that is sponsored by BetUS. And we do have the Los Angeles Rams at 4-1 taking on the New York Giants who are at 1-4. This game does kick off at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Fox. Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth will be on the call. This game is being played at MetLife Stadium. It will be on Fox. 
The Rams are second in the NFC West, and you know what? We call it the NFC least out there for the New York Giants, and they're in last place in that division. Although, I will say, I don't think I've given enough credit to those Dallas Cowboys. I think they're playing some good ball. I think I also underestimated the Philadelphia Eagles, who I also, I don't think that they're a good team, but they're not fighting for the number one overall pick like I anticipated. So we got that going for us, but we don't have to worry about those guys right now. We got to worry about these New York Giants who are one and four last place in the division. We'll go ahead and throw up the distribution map for you guys. And this one here, uh, the the Rams are sitting, I want to say it's the, the blue areas here. I did share it out, but uh, the not a lot of area for this one, and I I would like to to blame the Giants for this one being that one and four record. Don't get a lot of coverage, but also Fox has the single this week, so that does play in as well. So uh, if you guys are in that area, that's awesome news. If you guys are not in that area, maybe you guys are going to a bar like I am, so you can have a good time and high five all of the homies after all the big plays. So uh, that's where <laughs> that's where I'll be at, but. If you guys are in the area, you can just stay home. You know what? You don't even have to put on like real pants. You can just keep on your sleep pants, wear your nice slippers, something like that. And then you can just high five your your dogs and cats, I guess. I don't know. I don't high five Carl that much. He doesn't really care about football. Although he does like the Panthers, the Bengals, the Jags. I think there's one more. There's other, one more cat team. I don't know who they are. But let's take a look at the history of this matchup. This is the 46th all-time meeting between the two teams. That does include the postseason. I know that sometimes when the, the the Rams official like Instagram will do their trivia, sometimes they'll they'll put on their uh, just the regular season. They they usually don't include the the postseason games. So 46th all-time meeting. The Rams do lead the all-time series in this one, 28 and 17. Uh, the Rams are 14 and 9 all-time when playing at the New York Giants. So. Uh, not all of those have come needing to travel all the way from L.A. out to East Rutherford. The trip for, from St. Louis was a lot closer, uh, and that early slot is tough on an L.A. team as well. The first ever game between these two teams came on November 13th of 1938. That was a 28-0 win for the New York Giants over the Cleveland Rams. The most recent game between these two came on October 4th of 2020. That was a 9-17 to win for the Rams. And it was a weird game. It kind of just felt like the Rams were just like, like not, at, like just kind of struggling just a little bit to get things rolling there. Uh, but we're still able to come out with an eight-point win in that one. The Rams have won the last two between the, the in this series. And then before that, the Rams actually had lost seven straight. So we're getting our own streak going here. And if we can get to three, it actually becomes a streak and not just back-to-back wins. And we can keep that rolling. And uh, maybe we'll just never lose to the Giants again. Maybe that's exactly what happens now. So, um, you know, there's just a couple of questions that we're trying to answer on the, in this one on both sides because I don't believe that the Giants will be able to turn it around enough to make it to the postseason. But really what we're looking at here is um, can... Uh, can the Giants overcome these injuries? I mean, they're they're beat up right now, guys. I'm sure you've heard. I mean, you got Saquon and Daniel Jones both getting carted off the field last week. And, you know, I did make the joke, of course, of uh, they, they, they didn't actually get hurt. They're just terrified to play the Rams. But I also, though, I do have sympathy for that because we used to be a team that would just get beat up all the time. Uh, luckily, right now, we've got some 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 years of health that are playing out real nice for us, except for Darius Williams. We'll talk about him in just a second, but, well, we won't talk about him in just a second. 
He's probably going on to a short-term IR. We'll probably be missing him for about three weeks. He has a minor ankle sprain. That's all. Uh, but on the on the Rams side of it here is, uh, can the Rams just keep up with the Cardinals they, who are traveling to Cleveland? So that's going to be a tough one for them. But the Rams specifically here, uh, the the if the Rams lose this game and the Cardinals win, that's just a, that's an extra game now that the Rams got to try to come back on. So the Rams just need to kind of keep pace with the Arizona Cardinals until we can play them again, which isn't that far out. I believe I want to say it's like week 13, 12 or 13. I think it's in that range there. I don't have it completely memorized right now. Uh, usually I do. That's weird. But uh, So we just got to keep pace with the, the Arizona Cardinals, but they have a very tough game. So those are the two questions. Can the, the Giants overcome their plethora, plethora of injuries at very important offensive positions? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. Um, who was the, the other one? Kadarius. Uh, Kadarius Tony, yeah, I mean, that's they're they're a little bit beat up right now, and can they overcome that? Is Mike Glennon or a is he going to play? Because we we haven't officially heard on uh, on uh, Daniel Jones yet, Danny Dimes, but Saquon he's going to be out. Uh, it looks like Galladay and Tony both going to be out. So it's it's tough, man. It's a you hate to see the injuries, and and we also we want to play people at their full capacity here. We don't want to we don't want to take any easy roads. But and I really hope that we're not like kind of overlooking this one just a little bit to the to the uh, Lions game. I don't think that that's what's happening here, but I would hate to see that be the case. Um, but you know, just some other notes in this one. Uh, it's we talked about Daniel Jones and Saquon both getting carted off in Week Five, and it was like pretty close to each other too. I was just chilling on Red Zone all day because the Rams had the day off playing Thursday, of course. So I was just kind of chilling, and it was like I, I saw the the Saquon injury. And it was just super unfortunate. Wasn't even like in a play really. It was like the play had ended and he just kind of ran into somebody. So I, you want to say like, keep your head on a swivel, man. But it's like, what, like, what was he supposed to do? You know what I mean? Quadzilla over here was not able to protect his ankle. And that's really unfortunate to see, man. I wanted to see him against Aaron Donald. That would have been a fun matchup to watch. And then uh, the Rams won't have Darius Williams. So we'll likely see Robert Rochelle getting his second career start. And I know that some people were a little bit aggressive on Robert Rochelle in his first start, which happened this last week. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I'm not super concerned about what uh, what Rochelle was doing out there. I think that he it was his first start. And you know what? He's got all the talent in the world. And uh, the kind of mistakes that he's making are mistakes that you go in and film and look at. And you're like, oh, OK, that's what happened. Like, OK, just keep doing that keep running this way like I feel like the the issues that we saw with Robert Rochelle last week are easily fixable stuff and and I think that he's got the right mindset to do it if you guys watch his press conference I'm sure you guys agree let's take a look at the matchup of this one we'll start with the Rams offense the Rams offense getting back into top 10 second in the NFL in passing still not able to get to that 100 yard per game average on the ground but our top 10 in points scored as well, so that's good stuff. Giants defense giving up almost 420 yards a game on defense. That's ranking 29th, and they're pretty bottom of the pack on most of these. Uh, 22nd against the pass, 27th against the, the run, 26th in points given up. So, I mean, you're looking at averages here. It looks like the Rams can have a pretty good day, especially through the air. The, uh, uh, seeing Matthew Stafford go for about 300 Shouldn't blow anybody's minds. Rams scoring 28. Shouldn't blow anybody's minds there as well. That's actually like literally what the averages would come out to. If you took their average versus our average, we would just score 28. So it does check out there. Um, but 
ultimately, I, I think that there's a lot of things that the Rams can do here. Uh, I, I think that a big part of it, especially with the injuries on the other side of the football for the Giants, is going to be just controlling it. And as long as we're having the football, I mean, don't let these guys have it. I mean, that's uh, it's easier said than done. But if you are controlling the game and and putting Mike Glennon in a situation where he's needing to to come back on the Rams, that's a tough spot to be in, especially for a guy who hasn't just he just hasn't played that much, especially recently. So uh, and then uh, running back, I mean, Saquon being out is is a big hit. I mean, obviously, he's a very talented player. And then these wide receivers, too. It's I mean, that's all on the other side of the football. But uh, the Rams, I think, have a, a good opportunity. Uh, I mean, like Bradbury's very, very talented at corner. And I think that we'll see him on a lot of people because I mean, we don't have a number one guy for. Uh, for Bradbury to just cover the whole day or anything like that. So I think he'll kind of pick a side, and whether that's Woods, whether it's Cup, whether it's Jefferson Jackson, anything like that, he is their best uh, corner, and I do think we see a decent amount of him. But uh, I, I like the matchup here for the Rams. Uh, the Rams offense, I think, is is in a good spot to be able to put up not only yards but also points against that New York Giants defense. Let's go to the other side here, the Giants offense versus the Rams defense. And the Giants offense not playing too bad, but those injuries, I think, need to be considered here. So eighth in the NFL in passing, 13th overall. They're having trouble getting the ground game going. The Rams are doing a little bit better than they are. Uh, just one ranking ahead of the Giants in that regard on offense. Uh, but they're they're kind of struggling to get that, that ground game going too, and, and having Saquon out is not going to help. They're putting up just over 20 points a game. The Rams defense giving up uh, just over 23. That's tied for 12th. And um, the Rams defense, honestly, that's the that's the problem spot right now. And, you know, through two weeks, I was sitting here saying that I'm not super concerned about the Rams defense. But now we're we're five games in, and I think it's legitimate that this Rams defense is not as good as it was last year. What are those problems specifically? I'm not 100% certain on. I can't nail down one thing that the the Rams defense is doing now this year that is not doing last year that is the reason for it to not be performing as well. I do think that one aspect is that that new Jalen Ramsey role. I'm not a fan of it anymore. I, I, I thought it was cool concept coming into the season. No longer a fan of it. I'd like to see that go away. Let's take a look. Um, yeah, let's take a look at the three to see here. This is just from last week at the Seahawks. We had Matthew Stafford go for 365, one touchdown, one pick, one sack. Sounds like a song, huh? One touchdown, one pick. <laughs> That's uh, that's corny. All right, good stuff. And then uh, he did miss on a few, but I think he's only going to get more comfortable and more confident as the season goes on. So I, I'm not I'm not concerned about anything that Matthew Stafford's doing out here. Uh, we know that he's not in that tier one, at least in my opinion. He's not a tier one quarterback, but he is like the highest of the tier twos. He is like way up there in tier two. If if not the highest, he's second highest in tier two. And if he is tier one. I, I would put him at the bottom of tier one. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not those guys. But I do like his ability to to control a game, to manage a game, and also make plays when he's asked to make plays. So I'm loving Matthew Stafford. And then uh, we also had the secondary last week. Russ went for, he had 11 of 16, 152 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Geno came in after that finger injury to Russ. Because uh, Russell Wilson got a little too close to Aaron Donald. You can't do that. You can't get that close, man. Bad things happen if you get that close to Aaron Donald. Gino went 10 of 17, 131, one touchdown, one pick. Secondary did honestly look a little bit better in this game, but 
there's still so much room for improvement. So I want to keep seeing those improvements happen. And then we also had Robert Woods, who happened to be our game badge recipient this week. 12 catches for 150 yards. Was not able to punch it into the end zone, but his production was absolutely felt. The three to see this week at the New York Giants, we're going to start with running back Daryl Henderson. He has yet to have a 100-yard rushing game, but I think that that could change in this in this game. I think that you know, he's been like floating there. He's been in like the 80s, 90s range, but he is yet to pass that that century mark. So hopefully that can happen. Uh, but you know he's playing. He's he's running hard. He's got good vision. He makes a cut when he sees the hole. And I I think that against this Giants defense, who is 27th in stopping the run, I I feel like I'm saying it every week, but this is like a good opportunity for the Rams to get that going. I feel like I say that every single week. Uh, We're playing some bad rushing defenses, still having trouble getting it going. And I'm also going to, I'm going to bring back the secondary for this one in three to see. Uh, Still giving up a lot of yards. You know, if there's a week to get it right, it feels like it's this one. If there's a week that we can just kind of look at our, our, our opponent they don't have a lot of weapons to throw to. We've got two major receivers down. Their starting quarterback is either likely not playing or is not practicing all week, so he won't have the reps in. Uh, their their starting running back is out, so I'm we're in a good spot in this game to to have our secondary really show up and just kind of control that game on that side of the football. And we're, we're playing against Mike Glennon. I mean, and, and I don't want to talk trash about Glennon. I I have no issues with Glennon at all, but. I, I like the Rams' defense ability to shake him up a little bit, especially with that pressure coming from the front seven, and that'll only help out the secondary. So I'm excited to see uh, this secondary this week. And then my final one here is I'm going to go with wide receiver Cooper Cup. He has not had a 100-yard game since week two at the Indianapolis Colts, so has been uh, three weeks off of having 100-yard games. Uh, but he's also getting more attention, and but he's also he's good enough to get more attention and also still move the football, catch the football, score touchdowns, do all that good stuff. All right, let's go ahead. Um, We need to get into our fan quesos. Don't move. All right, guys, let's go ahead and hop into our fan quesos here. This first one is going to come from John. Should Ramsey be assigned to lock down opponent's number one receiver, freeing up our other defensive backs to collectively defend the other receivers? You know what? I, I say yes. I really do think that, that I'm I'm a little bit sick of this role a little bit of uh, Jalen not just being on the number one guy. Now, this game in particular, the Rams, I think, do have a, a good situation to uh, to maybe perfect that role in the way what the rest of the defense is supposed to be doing, because I think that that's really ultimately what it comes down to, because it's not the role that Jalen is playing specifically because he's playing great. He's playing good football. It's what everybody else is being asked to do. It's it's you know it's it's seeing David Long Jr. covering AJ Green against the Cardinals. It's seeing that kind of stuff. You know, it's seeing Darius Williams try to cover Mike Will- Mike Evans. It's that that is where my problem lies with this role. It's not in what Jalen is doing. It's what the rest of the defense is being asked to do because Jalen is no longer on the number one guy. So that's where the problem is, in my opinion. That's where the problem is, and I would I would like to see it change. I, I want to see when we're going against those guys, when we're going against a team that has DeAndre Hopkins, and I know that that's a bad example. I just said A.J. Green with David Long Jr., but there's also Darius Williams, who's out right now, but still. Uh, Robert Rochelle, I think, is going to just keep getting better as time goes on, so I'm excited to see his progression. But 
when we're going against, say, uh, say the Bucks. I mean, Mike Evans should not be. He should not have anybody on him but Jalen Ramsey. I, I like. I really believe that. And so, uh, if we can get the rest of the defense to to improve their abilities, especially the secondary, then I like this role. But it it's not Jalen's role. It's what Jalen's role does for the rest of the defense that I'm having a problem with. This next one here comes from Keith. Is Jalen Ramsey's current level of play sustainable? I mean, depends on your sample size that we're looking at here. Is it sustainable for like this season, next season, maybe the next season? Yeah. Is it sustainable for the next five, six, seven? No. I mean, corners historically have been at the top of their game for about three seasons and then they kind of start to fall off. We've seen it so many times. I mean, Stephon Gilmore just got released. He was defensive player of the year in 2018 or 19. One of those two. Uh, I'm playing. He was playing out of his mind, and then he just got released. Uh, Daryl Revis, Darrell Revis. He um, he was uh, absolutely top tier, number one guy for about three, four years. Then fell off. Akeem Talib, same thing. Was absolutely out of his mind. No one could beat him, and then just kind of. Then he became just a guy, you know what I mean? So when will that happen for Jalen Ramsey? I'm not 100% sure, but hey, I'm liking it while we got it, man. That's all I can say. But is it sustainable? Depends on your sample size. This next one here comes from Travis. How do we fill the gaps in our secondary? Oh, man, I th- it's a lot of play calling right now, and uh, I, I just don't know if... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to say that I undersold the the departures of John Johnson and Troy Hill, but I, I still believe that Aubrey Pleasant leaving was a massive blow to the Rams coaching staff, especially on that defensive side there. Joe Barry as well. Two very good coaches that the Rams lost. I think it was underrated losses. I tried to not have them underrated. I tried to let you guys know all, all offseason, but uh, yeah, I think um, I, I, what I want to see is just more aggression. I don't feel like we're tricking people. I feel like we're just kind of lining up and doing our play and that's popping up on tape and people are seeing what we're doing. So I would like to see just some some other shifts happen. I also want to see uh, Jalen Ramsey just on the team's number one guy. This next one comes from Tyler. Do you see the Rams going after any current free agents and or, uh, and or trade for a position that we need to be better at? Example, safety or cornerback. You know, I actually have not looked into who's currently available because I like the guys that we have. I think that the the roster that we have right now is talented, and that's why I'm going to say no. I don't think that the Rams go for anybody because the issue on the Rams defense is not a talent issue. The Rams issue on defense, I believe, is a schematic issue because you don't go from having the number one defense in yards and points to way below average, 26th in the NFL in, in yards and 12th in points you don't do that just overnight with more or less the same team I mean you you lose Johnson you lose Hill you lose Brockers but you know Jordan Fuller is a very good player not as good as John Johnson I'll give you that uh David Long not maybe not as good as Troy Hill but I think that gap is a lot closer than people will think and then Michael Brockers yeah he was a very good player but the Rams also have defensive linemen for days out here Sebastian Joseph Day is playing amazing as well so I, I think that that production was replaced. So I, I think it's a schematic thing. I don't think it's it's um, I, I don't think it's a player issue. I don't think that we don't have the skills to do it. I think that the scheme that we're currently running is not ideal for that. Next one here from Cody. Uh, after being placed on IR, I know it's it's uh, different this year for COVID. How long will D will be out? And has the scheme been the reason his his play this year has declined. I don't know for him specifically because he just looks like he's playing extremely soft. He's not as aggressive at the 
at like the top of the route as he was last year. Like you see this year, he gets like somebody will put a hand on him and he'll be way off of him, and then he'll be like asking for a flag. And I, I, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. But if it's a scheme thing, I'm not necessarily sure. But as far as the IR goes, if once you hit IR, you have to be out for at least three weeks, and then you can be activated again. And I think that that's going to be a rule that stays. Uh, I know it was a COVID rule that kind of came in. Originally, you could put you could bring back one guy from IR, and it's all just been changing. So uh, I, I think that Darius Williams, I don't know what's up with Darius Williams, man. I almost think it's like a mental thing for him. I think that he just needs to play his, his game. But, you know, he'll be down for a couple weeks, and uh, hopefully he just comes back a little stronger. Uh, but the Rams are definitely getting a little thin at the, this, uh, the cornerback spot. So hopefully guys like Rochelle can really start to blossom uh, in these next few weeks. Luckily, this happens when we get a little bit of a break in our schedule as far as the toughness of opponents. They're all tough, but I'd rather have a three-game stretch against the the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans than three-game stretch against like the the Bucks, the Packers, the Browns, like something like that. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll take it. Next one from Cody again. After a blown call like the punt, uh, is is the NFL refs uh, going to get their act together? Seems like this year refs have uh, have been really bad. Should the league increase refs' pay to actually keep the good ones? I pay is definitely a concern as far as the refs go because like these guys are getting more money to go to TV than they are to get yelled at by fans. So yeah, it makes sense that they would just want to go do that where they're sitting in a nice little studio or something. But they're also, I feel like the NFL this year with these refs are, it's a very much like let them play scenario. And, you know, you see that punt, which was definitely an illegal punt. It was almost legal, but he did pass the line. His his body was completely over the line. So it was an illegal punt, but hey, Rams still won by, by uh, two scores. So I don't want to get too picky here. And uh, it's also, I still, I'm still not 100% comfortable as a Rams fan to complain about calls. <laughs> I still, I feel like I need to give it like two more years after that NFC championship game before I'm like, all right, these refs, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think they're just letting things go a lot more and that that's not a, even a reviewable item. So that's kind of rough, but uh, should they increase the pay? I don't even know, man. I don't know what's wrong with these refs. I, it's always going to be a problem. They're humans. Once you bring in the human element, mistakes are going to be made. And, uh, I never see Rams fans complain when the calls go for us. So, I mean, you got you get some, you lose some, whatever. I mean, it happens. Refs are part of the game, and you're going to get screwed on some calls, whatever. I mean, I'm that guy. I guess I, I, I'm not a ref blame guy. I don't like being like, well, we lost because of the refs. Like, it's, I mean, sometimes you got to beat the refs, too. If you don't want to have to beat the refs also, make sure you guys, you're putting up enough points where the refs can't decide the game. That's all. Uh, thoughts on Johnny Hecker so far? Punters are people, too. I mean, Johnny Hecker's doing fine. Uh, nothing crazy, nothing too flashy. We we still have yet to see any of his fake punts. Hopefully, we'll see one soon. Uh, G- Joe DiCamillo said that uh, we would see more this year. We haven't seen any yet, but I don't I don't have any issues with Johnny's play, for sure. I mean, he's still an awesome punter, um, but it's just, I mean, it's punter. So, <laughs> I mean, like, not to take a shot or anything like that. It's not what the intention is, but... Uh, I think he's doing fine. This next one here comes from Jason from Des Moines, Iowa. What's up, Jason? Out in Iowa. A couple of Iowa fans. Okay, I see it, I see it, I see it. Uh, like a lot of us, I'm a bit worried about our defense. Do you think we are going through growing pains with a new DC and we'll get over the hump? Or do you think there is cause for concern? I do think there is cause for concern. I don't think that you fall off this hard on defense from one year to the next without some issues. 
And I said it all offseason. I think that the, the coaching staff losses were the bigger loss than the players. And I'm standing by that even more now because this schematically we just look off because these players are fine. I mean, we know that we have good players, but it just seems like it's not getting there together. And that's uh, it's hard to. I'm not not the biggest fan of that, man. I, I It sucks to see, but I do think it I. I think there's cause for concern. That's all. I, I'll, I'll agree with that, that aspect of it. I'll go with the latter option there because I I don't see anything schematically that would make me think like, oh, okay, once we get into our rhythm, though, with this, then we'll be awesome. I, I'm not seeing that. So it just looks soft um, against the Cardinals. I couldn't even tell what the game plan was. I don't know what our goal was on defense. So I think mean, that kind of stuff factors in. Next few here from Jay. I, I love what I've seen from Stafford. I do see that gunslinger mentality uh, for better or worse. At times, what are your thoughts on his performances so far? Dude, Stafford's playing awesome. And I'll be honest, like, I, I know I went into a whole rant earlier, but, like, the the fact that that uh, Matthew Stafford, like, his level of play right now, if we would have had that in any of the past, like, three or four years, we would have rings right now. The fact that we get Stafford and then our defense falls off is just super unfortunate for him. That's really unfortunate because that was part of the selling point that I was selling to Rams fans was, like, this is the best defense he's ever seen. That's not true right now. It's not true right now. Next one here. Henderson has surprised me. I thought Sony would come in and take his spot, but that man called Hendo will give Cam some competition. Thoughts on Hendo. I love Hendo. I always have, though. Uh, I said that going into the season that when, when Cam Akers went out, it was like, well, at least we still have Hendo. Like, it wasn't like, oh, no, we only have Hendo. It was like, well, we still got Hendo. So, I mean, that from that standpoint, man, yeah, Sony, I think, will start to get more involved as the as the games go on. Until we really do see more of a 50-50 split. But I do think that just a little, like a 55-45 split, I think that Hendo is going to be getting the uh, the bulk still. Next one here, I do not see the pass rush hitting home a lot. We're, we have very serviceable players, but no one elite like AD. How can this be addressed in, in this season, Super Bowl, or in this Super Bowl or bust season? It's not Super Bowl or bust for Sheriff Joe Bags, to tell you that much. Uh, I just want to have a good time. I just hope everybody has fun and tries their best. Uh, <laughs> but, um, to answer your question, man, I, I think that, uh, right now we just have some really young players there and like guys like Sebastian Joseph day, or even Chris Garrett, who has been inactive for the last two, but you got like Obo coming in and stuff like that. Uh, Terrell Lewis. I mean, just some younger guys who I think are still finding their home a little bit in the, in the Rams defense. So I, th- I think that that's, that's one of the positions I think that'll keep getting better as the season goes on. Next one here. I do see Brian Allen getting manhandled on some plays, but I, <laughs> but I regress. I, he's been great for us this year. This line has gelled well too. What are your thoughts on the O-line's progression this year? Dude, O-line's playing awesome football. And Brian Allen, I mean, he does like, I, I'll i say this, that like when he's, even when he's getting like completely bull rushed and stuff like that, he still is like getting in the way enough. You know what I mean? Because Matthew Stafford's only been sacked four times. It's less than one a game. And I think Brian Allen's playing awesome. The rest of the offensive line's playing great. Uh, I think that maybe maybe somebody like Noteboom, I think, would be a potential like trade bait candidate right now. I don't necessarily think that that's what's going to happen, but, I mean, he was a starter last year, and there's teams that could use him. So uh, if we wanted to do like um, like a Noteboom to the Jets for Marcus May or something like that, because I think that that'd be a huge improvement. And speaking of Marcus May, I mean, that is one of the, one of the teams being listed for Marcus May is the Rams. 
And I'll I'll link uh, an article below uh, by uh, the homie Boy Green of uh, the Jet Zone. He did do an article on that uh, about two big landing spots, Super Bowl contending landing spots. One was the L.A. Rams, so I'll drop that below as well. But uh, I think this line's playing awesome, man. Uh, it's good to see, and they're I mean, Wit is <laughs> Wit is timeless, man. I mean, he he's doing great. It's it's cool to see, man. Old graybeard out there holding his own still to this day, man. He's that's so much cool. So so much cool. <laughs> All right. Next one here. The Rams are currently um, number five defense, according to DVOA. If you guys don't know what that is, that's the defense adjusted value over average. It's it gets like in-depth numbers and stuff like that. It's really cool stuff. Actually, I really like looking into it. But I think we can agree that we are a bend. Don't break defense under Raheem Morris. Are we over exaggerating? over defensive woes no we're giving up too many yards and there's going to be teams that expose this there's too many powerful offenses to bend but don't break sometimes you just need to stop them what's so bad about a three and out you know what i mean like in in, we're getting those rotations going because um our guys are getting tired out here i don't want to cut off any of your questions man i'm just gonna try to go through these we're getting short on time here uh, ad is now the all-time sack leader imagine ad and deacon jones on the same team dude oh Rest in peace, quarterbacks. Remember, though, Deacon would have had another 85-plus ahead if uh, the sacks counted in his era. Thoughts on the sack record and what it possibly means for AD's place as best defen- Rams' best defensive player ever. Ooh, I haven't really gone that far yet because, I mean, obviously we've had some really, really good ones. But, um, yeah, man, that's uh, he's definitely going to be in that conversation. He's 100% in, like, the he's in the Rams' Mount Rushmore. At least on defense right now. Maybe you guys can rebuttal that. I don't know what you guys have for me, but uh, he is in that conversation for sure about possibly the best Ram to ever play. And we're watching his entire career unfold. But yeah, you're right. If Deacon could have counted all of his sacks, we'd still have quite a ways to go for uh, Donald to beat that record. Next question here. Three weeks in a row coming against subpar competition. Out of the three, which one scares you the most and why? The one that scares me the most, uh, I would say... I would say the Lions, uh, they know us a little bit. Uh, they've got, you know, obviously some coaches, uh, some previous coaches of ours. Aubrey Pleasant is there. Jared Goff, Michael Brockers, we know the, the deal. Brad Holmes also knows this team very, very well, their GM. Uh, and also, I mean, that's going to be one of those games that I think, you know, Goff is up for, but Stafford's going to be up for. That game, I think, can go either way. Um, I know that we're a better team than the Lions, but we also lost to the Jets last year, so let's not get too cocky. And that game, I, th- I think, is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I'm really excited to watch that one. I hope we get some national coverage for that one. Out of our rookies, who has impressed you the most? Who would you like to see play more? Who has impressed me the most would be... Uh, I mean, we we also just haven't seen any that much. Um... I, who's even playing, man? No one's really impressed me that much as of, out of our rookie class. Who would I like to see more? I want to see Jacob Harris more. I, I don't see you. I, I, it sucks that he's not getting playing time. This guy is uh, an absolute athletic monster, and I want to see him out there. I'd like to see Jake Funk as well, man. Get, get him out there. Uh, the way Ben Skoranek is playing, I kind of want to see him on offense, but I know he's got a lot of uh, a lot of depth to get through in the chart to uh, to be able to get onto the field. Out of our rookie, oh, I just read that one. Uh, I think that McVay is an excellent play, is an excellent play designer, but can be mediocre play calling at times. Uh, we all get frustrated with his one yard, one yard line pass calls. Thoughts on his growth as a play caller this year? Um, 
I don't think there is growth in his play calling this year. I think he's leaning too much on Matthew Stafford, actually. Uh, we've completely like abandoned doing our play action, which is kind of what the McVay offense, what we thought was the McVay offense was built on. We're doing a lot more dropbacks, second most in the NFL right now, uh, as far as percentages go. So I think he's leaning a little too hard on Matthew Stafford. I think his play calling, I don't want to say it's gotten worse because it's hard to get like worse at something like that. But I, I think that he's leaning too hard on that. And I think that as the season goes on, I want to see more play actions develop. Uh, so could you... could. Could you imagine Matthew Stafford throwing into the open windows that Goff had? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm looking at here. But we're doing just straight dropbacks, letting Stafford do it. And he's doing fine at that. But part of the reason we were super excited for Matthew Stafford was because Jared Goff was getting a ton of McVay's offense. And we know now that Jared Goff, well, I mean, we know that Jared Goff is not as good as Matthew Stafford. has yet to win a game without Sean McVay as his coach. So... Having uh, Matthew Stafford not have the same offense that Jared Goff had is what is kind of frustrating me a little bit. Lights, camera, action. Love to see celebrities at SoFi on game days. Uh, Like Hollywood, or hashtag Hollywood, like Jack Nicholson is to the Lakers. Who is the LA Rams celebrity? Great question. I don't know if I have an answer for that, actually, because we've seen so many. There's been, I'm trying to even think who is, who's been there. Um, I, I like, uh, you know what? I think I like Magic Johnson playing that role a little bit. I think he's been doing, uh, doing a lot as far as the, like, like representing of the, uh, the, the Rams fan base out there a lot. So that's, that's been fun, man. Um, that's a tough one though. I need help. I need help on that one. Somebody drop your, your questions here. All right, we'll get through these last ones here, and then we are wrapping up. These all come from Ram's house. Who's house? Maybe we should do it with the echo. Does that work better? Who's house? No, I don't like it. I, I think it's just for Shaw's Customs. We're going to keep it for Shaw's Customs. <laughs> Ram's house. I fully believe that, that if Sean McVay didn't arrive with the Rams, Aaron Donald will be, would have left soon. That being said, do you think Donald will be a Ram forever or forever be a Ram? It's rare to see players stick with one team their entire career, but we must see that for Donald. I do think that we could see Donald stick around, uh, especially as long as we're competitive. As long as the Rams are a playoff team, I don't think that Aaron Donald will be itching to leave, and I think that he'll like to solidify his place in one franchise's history. I think I, I, it just feels like Donald's personality. Hell, Jared Goff's career pan out. He's been a uh, will be he be a solid starter that moves around teams, or will he be considered a really good backup? How do you see the rest of his career going? I think that in the next couple of years, the Detroit Lions draft a quarterback and Jared Goff eventually becomes the backup. And then from there, I do think he plays back up at a couple more teams before uh, his career is over. That's how I see it unfolding. Will we see a trio interview between Reggie, Sheriff Joe Bags, and Joe Branham? That's a solid question. I, I sent, um, I don't even know if it, it, it's, I think it's published, um, the, where Joe Branham interviewed Sheriff Joe Bags. So that was really fun for me. I did. I had like a day that I was free, and I was like, "What do I do today?" And that's what I did that day. So that was really fun. But uh, no, Reggie will he will never make an on camera appearance. He's camera shy. Hey, sheriff. Uh, oh, I just unhearted one of your comments. Uh, if we were able to acquire cornerback Xavier Howard for free, or is, is it Xavier? You said Xavier. Um, or Miles Garrett for free. Who would you choose, Miles Garrett? For sure, man. I love Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's awesome. I actually, um, I mean, me, me being a Texas A&M fan does play in here, 
I loved Miles Garrett at A&M. I did think that he had a lot of room for improvement coming out of A&M, but I think he's done that. I think he has improved. So uh, I thought it was hilarious, you know, seeing him like he doesn't wear sleeves that one game and then he gets uh, a random drug test. <laughs> and then uh, he had the comment of he's like, oh, like one time I don't wear sleeves and they hit me with a random drug test. And somebody commented, it was like, at least they didn't hit you with a helmet. <laughs> Oh, it's good stuff. But yeah, I'd go with Miles Garrett, man. I think that uh, adding to our pass rush right now would be fuego, man. That'd be that'd be the hotness. Oh, uh, what is my guy Bobby Tree's favorite drink? Ooh, you know what? Uh, because his name's Bobby Trees, Bob Trees. Um, I don't know why. Anytime I see like Robert Woods or Bobby Trees, I always think of that scene in um in uh, Happy Gilmore. Or she's like, what's this I hear about you breaking a rake and throwing it into the forest? And he's like, I was testing its durability because it's it's made of wood. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, what is Bobby Tree's favorite drink? I think he likes the blue. Wait. Yeah, the blue machine naked juice. That just feels like a very Robert Woods drink to me. I don't know why. Uh, the blue machine, though, not the green machine. Green machine sucks. All right. It's all about the blue machine. From Naked Juice. But I'm going to go with that one for Bobby Trees. He seems like a like a health-conscious guy. And, I mean, Naked Juices have a lot of sugar in them, so they're not super healthy. But, I mean, it counts still. There's, like, part of your daily whatevers of healthy foods. I don't eat that healthy. I mean, but whatever. <laughs> we have to start now, though, because I'm getting to the age where if I eat like crap, I feel it. So, we're getting there. Um, besides Rams, who has the best uniform in the NFL? Ooh, that's tough. Because you're right with the Rams. Rams uniforms are the hotness. Um, Let me think here. Okay, so... I think I'm going to go with... Uh, some, some of you guys are going to hate this one. I'm going to go with the Chargers, though. I think their their uniforms are awesome. Man, those are really cool uniforms. Um... As far as others go, I mean, nothing really sticks out to me that much as far as, like, a sick uniform. I do kind of like the Bengals a little bit. Their uniforms are kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers there. They're, when they wear their powder on yellow, their powder blue, the, the lighter blue on the yellow pants, that's my favorite combo um, that they have. Excuse me. And then also, like, for the Rams, the bone on yellow is my favorite. So, I mean, yellow is my favorite color, so anything you can get with that goes go, goes well for me. And then when you have, like, your alternate colors, such as the bone or the powder blue, I think it just uh, fits in really nice. But we went way over my normal allotted time here, so I am going to hop on out of here. But thank you guys for your fan cases. We may have to start trimming those, and I do apologize about that, but there is a very good chance they will have to cut some out of uh, futures. But uh, I'll, I'll be better about uh, kind of, like, pre-screening them a little bit so that we can kind of consolidate just a little bit because I think fan quesos are they're, they're mildly taking over, okay? <laughs> but I do love them, and I don't want to stop them. I just want to make sure it gets a little bit better for you guys. I feel like you go a little long on fan quesos, want to kind of condense that a little bit, get it uh, better for you guys, get the information from my brain out of my mouth hole into the camera, which comes out of your speakers, into your ear holes, into your brain, so you can regurgitate that information onto all of your family and friends. That's the goal. That's all the goal is. Um, but make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. The song you are hearing right now is actually the song I was talking about before. 
uh, that is from uh, my band Catharsis, which Adrian is the drummer on. So you guys are hearing that jamming out right now. I play guitar. Uh, we do have a, a version with vocals. My buddy Aaron participated on, but he's a Ravens fan, so we don't talk to him anymore. I was kidding. Right <laughs> we still talk to him. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But Catharsis is, uh, is the band name. But uh, that is going to do it for me. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. I genuinely appreciate the heck out of you guys. And uh, we got the Rams and Giants this weekend. Should be a heck of a football game. It is in the early slot, 10 a.m. kickoff. So make sure you guys are watching with coffee. I will be watching with beer because that's just how I do things, all right? That's how I live my life and leave me alone about it, all right? That is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports Bowl Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.